So it's, it says thing one, when husband Harry, uh, Henry could not be found, Betty immediately called Dawn to break the news. So when she gets fat and she has that tumor mm-hmm. and then it's like John genuine concern for Betty, all the stuff is touching. And then it says, I mean, Betty would never sing Zuby Zoo for Dawn, but would Megan freak out, crash the family car, start seeing a therapist, find out Dawn had been secretly securing the minutes from those therapy, therapy sessions and still stay married to, for Dawn to Dawn for two more te- seasons of television, television. I don't think so. And that's what pe- real love looks like people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't like had such a hard time saying that sentence, but it was really funny. Okay. And I want to read this article later. They really are talking about Betty. So ever since, I think I've said it to you probably on the podcast and off the podcast, but January Jones is like, I'm tired of defending Betty. Like she's a good mom and she's <sighs> good at all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I love Betty, but she's not a good mom. <laughs> she's like what, like, I, like top 10 worst moms on TV for sure. I have tried. I have tried to see like her being nice and I can't. She's not. <laughs> she's just at the end of the she's day. She's terrible. Just she's not terrible. a nice person. I mean, I don't know if it was in, in, in season six or seven when she says, why don't my children love me? I think that was in. It was when she goes on the field trip. Se- but seven. That is in seven. Yeah, well, which. I'm like, well, at least she's aware. We're not covering seven today, listener. But no, when she gets not. so mad about Bobby eating, giving her sandwich away, I was like, why are you making this such a big deal? Like, it's, I kept being like, she Bobby really like, is, felt so bad, like. He did. Let it go. Also, he gave it to like another kid. It's not like he, I don't know. Right, that's whenever I was like, well, that's when I was like, you're not even being like their mom. Like you're just being a bitch. No, right. Exactly. Like some of her stuff with Sally, I can kind of see like the mother daughter tension and, and whatever, but sure. the way she treats Bobby, it's just like, she hates him. It makes no sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's ridiculous. Zuby, Zuby, Zuby. Was that in this like Zuby, in these Zuby, seasons? Zuby. Yeah. So since we're covering four, through six, four, yeah, it's in five. It's the season premiere of five. God. When you texted Yo. me, and I, it was like you were tormenting me. So because I watched the show before you, I was trying really, really hard to not spoil anything for you. Mm-hmm. And you texted me, and you're like, "Okay, I finished season four, starting season five. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, can't wait till you get to Don's birthday party." And you were like, "Oh well, okay, like haven't gotten there yet." Sure. Right. And then I texted you like three hours later because I knew you were still watching it. And I was like, so what do you think of the birthday party? And you were like, what are you talking about? And you had like, so you were still in season four. So I just I kept being like so annoyed, I but I was like, I was watching. This. Well, you know how like at the bottom it says, I, I always think it's like this episode when really it's like next episode mm-hmm. is what's at the bottom. And so it said that the next episode at the bottom was season uh the season five premiere but mm-hmm. I was actually watching the four finale so and it, it wasn't a big deal except I just knew I was like I can't no, overhype I was like I can't overhype <laughs> Megan's thing but like I physically leave my body when I think about it if someone posts it on yes. Twitter like I have to watch it it's like a car crash where I'm like mm-hmm. I, I need to see it but also I it's, hate it Bizu Bizu is <laughs> Mad Men's <laughs> L to the OG yes. like perfect comparison oh exactly you like see a man's soul leave his body (laughs) yes absolutely and like nobody can look away but like it's also horrifying 
Well, and, yeah. And like, I mean, there's so many, and obviously we'll talk about it, but there's so many other great parts about that. But the fact that Dawn has no friends anyway, and everyone there is just coworkers and people who like, can't believe that this is where he lives and can't believe they're like at Dawn's apartment <laughs> makes it even better. Oh, that right. was a great, like, that was a great season opener, the birthday party. Yes. I think well, it's one after of, a great start. One of my like kind of well, why don't we why don't we start and then yeah, I'll, instead of jumping you know all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Talking about their favorite themes on silver screen, they'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was? Hi. Hi, I'm Sophie and I'm Maddie and welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode will be covering seasons four through six of Mad Men. So for those of you who don't remember slash know slash have, are just listening to us, uh, Mad Men is set in the 1960s in New York with Don Draper struck while he's hold on a second I'm gonna start that over in 1960s New York alpha male Don Draper struggles to stay on top of the heap in the high pressure world of Madison Avenue advertising firms aside from being one of the top men in the business Don is also a family man not really um and the father of young children also that's true technically barely technically sperm donor to young children at this sperm point sperm donor to young children so so let's do a little check-in with you how how, okay. how did you like the season four through six block of Mad Men the Sterling Cooper you know, Draper Price era. God, yeah, it was. It was. I think the correct direction. Like the show is moving in the right in the right way. I think. Um, I feel like I was hoping to get more Peggy in these couple seasons, mm-hmm. and we really didn't. She's had a really consistent like C plot. I think there's some episodes that she's not even in um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like she would pop up randomly and be like, oh, that's right. Like She's yeah. in this show. Um, I could generally use less of Roger. Like if I'm going to trade, I would, I would trade Peggy time for Roger time. Like he's great, but I just wish he was a little bit more of a bit yeah. rather than like spending so much fucking time with like, he's in, like, he'll get entire plots. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. we didn't need you to be one of three plots in this episode like we just fucking didn't yeah um, I I kept like I think especially in seasons four through six with Ro- so I I I never liked Roger like I understand that he's a necessity for the show but like when him is and Don, like I think he is the only comedic he's relief Don's of only the friend. show well he's the only comedic yes. relief like he is yeah. the only person who will make a joke and acknowledge a joke or like Mm-hmm. do anything until I think Always they brought true. in the like season four through seven or six or season four through six is what we're talking about creative team right like they yeah. started bringing in personalities to work with Peggy yeah. like uh Ginsburg and Stan and all of those people but yeah. for the first few seasons it's really only Roger having mm-hmm. any sense of of what but I do agree that like some of his plots or anything having to do with like his mom or his relationships I'm like could that have gone like season two was so Peggy heavy which mm-hmm. is great except like none of I didn't really like the rest of season two so it's like I wish I could switch and have like season two be Roger's big season and have one of the later seasons be mm-hmm. kind of Peggy's time yeah. to shine for sure yeah especially because 
we would just get like touch points of what was going on with her and I'd be like oh my god like mm-hmm. what do you, mean you and Abe are are buying a house that like, was my big moment too where I was like I thought Abe was gone what I thought it was gone too <laughs> also I'm like how does Peggy have enough money to buy a townhouse like that's very confusing and well money just, is fake in the show I mean money is definitely fake in the show but stuff like that where I'd be like wait a second and like right like you and Abe just like he's just like cool with you being at work every night until it's like pitch black outside like where's your mom like I have so many we met, like we met your sister does she still exist we met your sister <laughs> right right like do you ever have like self-reflective moments about how you work all the fucking time? Like, that's the thing. It's like, she seems, it just seems like she gets cheated out of being like, she's not one dimensional, but like only barely. Right. They like, they just give us like tiny snippets enough to like, be like, okay, things are going on with Peggy, but like, just not enough. Well, I think Um, in the staircase where they had her like work through her birth to get her, the suitcase, they had her work through her birthday and acknowledge that like all she did was work um mm-hmm. and then I think they they start to By acknowledge the six though that feels so long ago it, it is and I think <laughs> I think that what they did and like I I don't think this is wrong I just think that like it's not what we necessarily wanted but like I think in the later for a lot of people who aren't super social or if they work a lot they're like work friends become their actual friends right like there's no line and I think they just right. made sure to give her Whereas like you never actually see Roger work. So you get to see him like socially, like we see Peggy work. So we never get to see mm-hmm. her social. And then with like Joan, when we started seeing more scenes of her out of the office with Kevin or with Bob or whatever, we didn't see her in the office as much. It felt like, yeah, it felt like if the character got written a scene outside of SCDP, then they didn't get one inside of SCDP. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, um, so, I just looked up. I just looked at Mad Men timeline in hopes that they would give me any help with the seasons, and they only related it to actual events. Which, like, I do understand why they did that, but that's absolutely not what I was What were you looking for? Just like what, like, just like timeline highlights summary, basically, but like in an actual timeline form, so I could like quick reference like what happened which season because. It is very much blurring together for me, but um, I mean, I guess this is like remote. I can go off of it by Don's marriages. That's how I keep the season straight. Four, he wasn't dating anybody. Five, he was married to Megan and didn't cheat. Six, he cheated the whole season. And I just do, he's my reference point of what was going on. But like, I agree. No clue when Peggy met Abe. Season five? Right. Um, This just pinpoints real life events um which for the boxing match was the epi- was the suitcase episode mm-hmm. 16 um, uh yeah 65 65 it's kind of hard to tell this chart mm-hmm. may 25th 1965 okay yeah that and then season five was the shooting at ut austin in August 1966 and then season six is MLK's assassination and the riots which was six April 4th 1968 so um and then season the end of season six beginning of seven I think they jumped to 1970 and I think season seven takes uh, place in 1970 
Because they do that pitch know, to the. But based they, on this timeline. They do that pitch the day of the moon landing, which would be like late 1969, right? We went to the moon in 1969. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean, again, based on this random chart I found on the internet, season seven is just 1969 um, because it starts with Nixon becoming the president in, in January or being inaugurated. And then the moonwalk was in July of 69 and then the draft lottery for the vietnam war was like december of that year hmm. um again i don't know i've not watched yeah i don't want to spoil season, anything so. from season seven I, I, so but, okay let's um let's we're kind of bopping around why don't we get into some of our bits and jokes and funny bits since i don't think we need to talk about the season four premiere oh my god Time Magazine, (laughs) sorry, Time Magazine did do a time chronological timeline of just of Dawn's romances. It's like a scientific chart. What they do for Megan, like met married. Oh wow! Isn't this so scientific? Mm -hmm. I love Rachel. Rachel was still one of my favorites. I think Rachel was the only viable option, in my opinion, that he dated. Yeah, they seemed like on equal footing. And she like kind of didn't give a fuck about him like she did, but she was like, I have to run my dad's business. Like, Well, she was also the only one that was like, you're not going to leave your wife. Very like, realistic. I want, respect. <laughs> I want the life. I don't want yeah, She's like, I need the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Okay, before we meet Don's wife, we meet his mistress. They make sure to tell us that. Mm-hmm. So that's, this is Midge. This is the Midge section. Um, then we've got Bobby, very briefly, Bobby. Hated oh, Bobby. and I guess this is, the gray dot is episodes in which Don is two or three timing. Look oh, how shit. many. <laughs> I forgot that while he was with Midge, he was also married to Betty and flirting with Rachel. Like she's she pregnant. It all. Oh my God. Bobby, Joy. Oh yeah. Betty gets pregnant. Flight attendant number one. Shelly. Look how many are happening right now at the beginning of four. His divorce. only defense is that he's not dating anybody then. Yeah, yeah. He's divorced. So we've got Candace and um, Bethany. Bethany. And who looked just like Betty. Yes, and Anna, it's Anna Camp. Anna Camp and then Allison. And then we've got Alice. He goes to bed with her and wakes up with her. So though two separate dots, does that mean we're not sure if they had sex? I don't know. Um, oh, I think that means it's a one night stand. But that we saw her. Like there was no time. It was the like, same episode. Isn't this, oh, right. Okay. Two, like she was seen more than once. Okay, maybe that's it um and then oh sweet Morris, they Megan shows back up they're married says <laughs> he only likes the beginning of things <laughs> yeah when Faye said that I was like brutal. that's correct and then that I think Pe- Betty says it too right like Probably. I feel yeah um Sylvia one don't night get- we got the one night stand Betty and Betty and Don, one night stand. don't get to season seven you're gonna spoil it for yourself um I don't know who he is for but um and Sally catches them in the act at, at their little rendezvous holy shit oh my god we have so much to talk to in this episode 
there's so much i mean we could do a full break look at that all clean no hookups a clean season five i literally i loved i unpopular opinion popular opinion i have no clue i love megan draper i love her so much i feel neutral about megan um i honestly i liked her a lot more when she was working in the office um although I did like that she was less of the storyline when she quit um in a way I read a um an interview that Matthew Weiner did where he basically said like Megan would have been the perfect girl for Dawn had she stayed at the ad agency but because she left then he like his one true love is Betty which I'm like I don't I think his like the only person he's ever loved is Betty I don't think she's Mm -hmm. like his soul like I don't think that romantically he yeah. I think he loved no I think he loved Megan I just think the minute she stopped doing what he wanted her to do he was like oh you're just like my ex you know what I mean like he couldn't yeah. acknowledge her as a fully formed person he he did have a hard time doing that in general so Megan and her dry spaghetti that she always served I was like did they not have spaghetti sauce <laughs> it's just noodles all the time just noodles like butter noodles I guess yeah she's very okay so I didn't have any bits but I just had one funny moment which was just a pitch or a client scheme gone wrong that I thought was worth noting and then I had two client um things that went wrong so my first one is Peggy and Pete's ham scheme where they tried to get the two clients (laughs) to like ham fight yes (laughs) that was genius that was so funny. Uh, that was my first one. And my second one was the fact that Ken Cosgrove got shot in the eye with... Okay, so I have a lot of questions about Ken in <laughs> season six. Why did he get so beat up? Like, I don't he know. also had a cane. I thought, I thought he died repeatedly. <laughs> um, because the clients also like made him drive that car. Yeah. And he was in a car crash and had a cane. So- like... I think, I think, I just thought Ken, like, you know, Ken Cosgrove is the only man I like on the show. Like, I think he's the only, I mean, obviously Henry, Henry Francis, but I don't think I even wrote his name down once in my entire prep for, like, he was extremely uneventful to the point of like non-existence. Um, but I think that the reason that the Ken getting shot and seeing how bad it was for him with that client with Chevy right wasn't it Chevy was that then Pete was gonna take it over and then knowing that like Pete and Bob Benson were gonna have to go to Detroit just kind of made it funnier yes um Ken Cosgrove is like my he gets some his he's he's a good one but yeah when I kept seeing like memes and pictures of him on the internet with an eye patch and being like does he go to war like how does he end up with an eye patch like I kept waiting for him to die and my cousin was like no like you know, something bad happens to Ken, but like, it's not that. And it ended up being the like lawnmower girl in season three. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> he brought the John Deere tractor in. God damn. And so that was the big kind of Ken Cosgrove moment that she was talking about. So when he got shot in the eye, I really did think he was dead. Like fully 100% thought he got shot in the brain. Like yeah, I still no, don't. I, he was dead. I think they made I the shot. Look- I did too. And then when he walked over that eye patch, I was like, you just lost an eyeball sort of right well, I was like, like, where did that bullet go they did I know they did <laughs> then pan to him and he's like flat on the ground 
I was like, oh my God. But whenever they like, he was like, they made me stop and get them food on the way to the hospital. Like, I hate those fat guys. They wanted to stop for a beer. He was like, yeah, they're fat guys in cheap suits. I don't want to be on this account anymore. So those were my two like funny account client moments. Mm -hmm. As for quotes. Yeah. Do you have any? Sorry. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) You pre-laughing made me laugh. I have never understood Joan's Joan's marriage. I I I could never take it seriously ever. Like I always thought it was a joke. Like yeah. the whole time I kept expecting her to just like all of a sudden one day like turn around and be like, Roger, if you don't marry me right now, like I'm walking out the door and he'd be like, Okay, let's get married, baby. Like literally I or something, like I don't know. Like it felt like her her dating this guy was part of Joan's master plan, but like I, I guess it wasn't like it just like it was but it wasn't I'm like this is not you like this yeah. like, pretty boy like surgeon who is like kind of misogynistic and also raped you once like I just don't like this doesn't it just seemed so not Joan to me like him mm-hmm. and Joan just seemed like how is this is this is not make working out like personality wise or anything like that so I was so confused but um in episode four, he shows back up. That's when he comes back from the war and and has told Joan that he, they asked him, like, they're making him go back. And so mm-hmm. then they're all at dinner with his parents and his parents are, like, all in a tizzy. They're like, I can't believe you. Like, this is so crazy. And Joan's, like, defending him. And they're like, seriously, Joan? Like, he would rather, he would choose to be overseas than choose to be with his family and she was like what the fuck do you mean this is a choice yeah and and they're at this fancy dinner and this accordion player shows up and just like (laughs) is like playing the accordion like table side like in the middle of this moment it was so fucking funny I was like oh my god that is the first time I got my computer out for like this entire season was to write down the fact that they have an accordion player walk over and interrupt this like very tense moment for Joan um that that, uh that teed up I think one of my like mean things that like my mean sections that like kind of made me cackle but also I was like that would like cut me to my bone which was her saying I'm glad the army makes you feel like a man because I'm sick of trying to do it and I was like damn Joan like shit like you're coming for like I agree with you that that Greg I don't think I would have liked Greg if he was in any other um if I hadn't seen him in another show I think that that plays into a big reason why I like that character but it did feel like it was just like why why is she with him why is she not with anybody else not in like a rude way but in a like Joan should date around and Joan did date around and so it is kind of weird that she like I don't know kind of settled for this bozo and then yeah and then like slept with Roger had his kid and then never expected anything from Roger she could have like I I feel like she she just seems smarter than ending up with some like young kid who like doesn't necessarily like like acknowledge how she great could've, she could have married right like some old rich guy who like 
this was his maybe second marriage or whatever, but like he appreciates her. He lets her do whatever she wants. He's got money and status, like all this stuff that like Joan deserves certainly. And she gets it right. Like she understands how things work in the world and like all that stuff is necessary. Um, So for her to settle for this like fucking med student, I was like, what? Well, and the med student and he, um he like wasn't good like he like she had to like kind of coddle him into and like joining the army was his backup plan after not making it which like I don't know everything I've heard about Vietnam it didn't seem like a fun place to be so pretty bad especially when you have a young kid that you think is yours I don't know it kind of seemed like the writers wanted to give Joan and Roger a kid but they needed to make there be like stakes and so they were like if she's married then that like adds this kind of conflict but we don't actually know how to write Joan with a husband so we're just not going to because there would be complete episodes like when she when she divorced him or like asked for a divorce I kind of thought like I we never get we're gonna see that like I kind of thought that like Greg was always just gonna be like overseas like air quotes or like at the hospital like he was gonna be like the husband that didn't exist because that's kind of what he was for a while like we saw Abe more than the whole time yeah for sure we saw Abe way more um, granted the actor who plays Greg is so hot <laughs> so hot oh my god wow he's in like, younger oh my gosh <laughs> so hot so hot um, or not younger sorry uh the bold tape um okay so okay I've got some quotes are you are we doing quotes separately I have it all in chronological so I have just... it all in chronological but quite a few so do you want to just ping pong um yeah sure I I still this is still okay okay I guess I only have two more things from season four so if you have any from season four then Ooh, okay I think I have some quotes from season four I'm just hoping that this is okay I think I found the break um everything about Miss Blake and Chip dying I would ask my secretary to do it but she's dead and Roger saying she died the way she lived surrounded by people she answered phones for yes oh my god everything about that was so funny i know that that's that's a b-plot but those two quotes so yeah 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 truly such a good line um henry says to sally you can't sneak up on no 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 henry's mom oh henry's mom was the babysitter the grandma um okay yeah so the grandma says you can't sneak up on someone my age especially in this house (laughs) they did live like a haunted house (laughs) it was literally like dracula's house like in new york it was so dark in there all the time but it was it was there there was a couple jokes like that where like the show makes fun of how like like dawn makes a couple jokes about like you know back to the haunted mansion we go back to the haunted mansion right (laughs) yeah because it's so dark oh my god um okay so this is you know what it, it, this one would definitely be funnier in delivery than what I'm gonna say but when Don and Peggy work all night in the suitcase and he just yells to her I'm sorry about your boyfriend okay the like, <laughs> yes. level at which he said I, something about that scene made me like stop pause and like I had to laugh because it was like he he was trying to apologize for something but I had totally missed that it. it had nothing to do with the boyfriend uh-huh it was yeah, no, like, like i'm sorry a, for it waste- was such a man thing to do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm sorry and then like the okay i don't know that was a great that's a great yeah dawn moment it was so just like grasping at straws like mm-hmm. i like also it felt like actually 
that was one of the few times where it felt like he was treating Peggy the way he treats Betty, right? Where it's like, he's just trying to save him. Like, like he wants to placate um, them. He's trying to like bail the water out of his boat that he's like sunken himself into. Yep. And so he'll, he's just like saying anything, like just trying to say anything that will make her go away and make her do what he wants instead of like being upset and like being in the way of whatever it is. Um, because I feel like he did that to Betty too all the time, just like saying whatever he thought to get the conversation over with or out of the situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, I have from episode five, um, Lane says in a meeting, in case you all didn't know, England won the World Cup. And Roger goes, cup of what? <laughs> And Lane goes, okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I take it back. Kitty is not the only man I loved. I also love Lane Price. Yes. Lane was great. He was a great addition. Um, The next one I have is a conversation between Pete and Trudy, which I would say if I could like give two notes to the writers, it'd be more Peggy and more Trudy. I loved Trudy Cooper Campbell. I thought she was so funny. I and like I want more Trudy too. Uh, but whenever he's talking to her and he's like, I'll lose my partnership, and she says, You'll lose your stateroom on the Titanic. Whenever she's like, It's a sinking <laughs> yes. ship, like you're not, what do you think you're yes. losing? Right. Um, I'll do one more, but the next one I have is when Don announces that he's getting married and he says, Miss Calva and I are getting married, and Roger just says, Who the hell's that? I was like, Who the hell is that? Which that I feel so like funny. is exactly it's like a it's a parallel to, in a, in a way, about what happened when Mona came in and yelled at Dawn in season three, I guess, beginning of season three or end of season two, whenever he's like, like, Roger's marrying your secretary, and Dawn's like, who? Like, my secretary? Like, whatever, Roger left Mona for <laughs> yes, Jane, and, yes, and somehow Dawn got yelled at, and Dawn at that point was, like, still happily married as far as, you know, the world knew, air quotes. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I did love that Roger Roger got to pull a who the hell's that to him. Because also, Megan came out of fucking nowhere. Like, sure. Megan went from, like, answering phones to Don's wife in, like, three episodes. Also in episode five, all the England stuff happens because um, Lane meets one of the important guys, a Jaguar, at this English bar where they're watching the World Cup. This sounds really bad. Sorry, I just don't want to stop to read. <laughs> okay. Um, what about now? That's great. Okay. So they're all in this. They get Jaguar. They mm-hmm. involve Jaguar because Lane befriends the other English guy via the soccer thing. And so Lane tries to be the account man, <clears throat> does not work. So then they send the account guys out to take him to dinner and they end up going to the whorehouse and there's this like whole fight between Lane and Pete um, after that, that is just like so funny because Pete is like kind of unintentionally like super condescending and lane is 
so mad. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, he is off the charts mad. <laughs> and uh, the whole thing was just very funny, just because Lane, like, that actor plays exasperated so well that just any sort of like argument of that especially with Pete because everyone just like fucking hates Pete so well he didn't um I feel like easily like easily to just like I feel like ricochet off of Pete is how a lot of arguments go with him mm-hmm. well I feel like in the early seasons how Don like couldn't really figure out how to handle Pete and would just like tell him basically to like fuck off and like walk away once you know after four years of working with someone you kind of figure out how to avoid them or whatever Mm -hmm. so they're like we can't keep having Don and Pete have the same conversation so let's just make Pete have it with Lane like let's just shift it over and like give Pete this new foil that like because I feel like Pete's Mm -hmm. character the like good and bad of his character is that he like you said he doesn't know how condescending he is and he thinks that just means he's a hard worker and like Mm -hmm. is like in a like an elitist right so like Pete yeah I think in some ways it isn't his fault that everyone hates him because their right. like their perception of him is not his reality of himself. Right. Yes. It's like, yes, ins- yes, yes. It's like insecurity met with like extreme wealth is yes. like what you'd get at Pete Campbell. Like those two qualities. Again, it feels like one of the kids from succession, mm-hmm. like he- just ended up actually working at somewhere else. That wasn't the company, the family company. Right. Like and a poor, Pete. a poor Roy would end up right. being a Pete Campbell. But like, right. Like only like a couple docks down. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. I mean, mainly I, I assume, I mean, I guess his family really didn't have that much money, but he marries someone who's really rich. So, mm-hmm. um, there's that. but, um, well, well I also think the wealth more? gap, I think the wealth gap, especially at that time was so much more apparent because it was like the haves versus the have nots versus like new money old money and whatever which is what we've gradually gotten into because like Pete's I think obviously like Pete compared to Don's upbringing is so fucking like vastly different but I don't think Pete and Rogers was that different no Pete and Rogers wasn't that different I not to get into the economics of things but I actually think that in like post World War II, there was like less of a wage gap mm-hmm. or less of a like Pay there was way more of a like suddenly we had a huge middle class because oh, of the okay. war. Um and um because then there was all this like middle ground and uh also like post uh the Great Depression that like brought up a lot of people who were in poverty. Um, that would make sense. I think, I'm not really sure. I know now, I only know this because people talk about now how it's getting so much worse now than it was than it was 50 years ago, quote unquote, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just how we all joke about fucking boomers, how they could like buy a house with like one person's salary and like a car and like mom didn't have to work and like the whole nine yards. And now it's like, that would be so impossible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like your average, like, you know, like dad who's a janitor at the school or like works at the iron mill or whatever. Um, like that kind of single family income just like doesn't go as far as it used to, I think. Mm-hmm. 
whenever it comes up, this conversation comes yeah, up. That's all the time. You know, like, you know, on, um, <laughs> you podcasts that are sure are as well researched as ours. Yeah, no, probably <laughs> they say things like, I heard that I read somewhere that the, wa- the wage gap is getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I heard for sure. Um, but people, speaking of people not having things, um, Cooper not having an office and just sort of like <laughs> roaming around for, I guess, like four full seasons seems insane um like what did he do all day I don't know why they didn't just give him an office just to like get him out of the common area I don't know where he went I don't know why they couldn't give him an office but it was very funny like (laughs) and how he repeatedly would ask for an office and they would just shut him down they'd be like no (laughs) oh I love Burt Cooper I don't know so I don't I think that the next I don't know which season which are in mine so I think that most of them are in five. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. We can we can move on to five. Um, so I have three of my all-time favorite quotes. Okay. Roger and Jane, why don't you sing like that? And Jane saying, why don't you look like him? When Megan is doing her zooby zooby yes. zoo. <laughs> oh my God, I was like, that is the perfect, yes. that is the perfect like little quid yes. for that couple. Yes. Like, I kept thinking I would get sick of the fact that Roger left his wife, who I loved, and also they're married in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he married a young girl and then hated her so much never yes. stopped being funny to me. Like, that was just an oh. ongoing bit for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure other audience members didn't love it as much. Um, no, are all three of mine about Roger? Nope. Second one is. So it's when he's having the affair with Megan's mom, Marie. Mm, yes. And she says- Love that. Not one thing you said was true. No dinner, no chaperone, no conversation. And Roger says, stop being so de- demure. You're already on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I loved their little affair romance. or whatever it was. Yeah. I could never tell if I loved Marie or hated Marie, which I think is like a really good testament to a character on the show. Yeah, yeah. And then my last one, and then I have other random ones, but I'm going to get my three favorites. And this one is the most random quote I've ever written down. Um, but it's when Pete's on the train going back to his house and the conductor says, I'm an officer of a new Haven line. And he says, well, I'm the president of the howdy duty circus army. Yes. <laughs> Something about Pete's delivery. I like paused it, rewound it, watched it again. Cause I think that's like <laughs> after he punched it, he gets punched and yes. there's yeah. a lot of drama, but that was, that was a really great moment. Yeah. That was hysterical. Okay, so what are some of yours? Sorry, I just talked. Um, I wrote, anyone can just, uh, the the running bit, again, I don't know if it's a bit because it seems more of just fact <laughs> that you can just leave any time. Mm-hmm. Like you could just, like Don would just walk out the door and somebody would be like, where are you going? He'd be like, I'm going to the movies. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like you could just go. Like I know now it's, but like, what? I was like, you can just come and go as you please, like whenever. Well, and like no one can get a hold of you. That's what I think is like so interesting, right? Like if Don leaves and then misses a meeting or someone drops in, like there's no way to get a hold of him. No, not at all. Yeah. I also liked anytime they made fun of, speaking of Don kind of not working, anytime anybody would make fun of someone sleeping in their office. Like if they'd be like looking at his calendar, like when he had Caroline as a secretary and Roger's like, what he's got, what's he got going on? And it looks like Uh naps and whatever. And she's like, no, that's your schedule. It's like, man, they just like drink and sleep and work like one or two hours a day. 
yeah no seriously it's very confusing kind of a dream um so the new creative director I wonder if that was Stan was there anybody in between um Lou was it Lou Avery no 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 this was definitely season four or five okay oh 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 no um oh, no because I looked it up I was looking on it's um that guy that that Peggy fires because he draws that picture of Joan okay so I don't think well maybe was he wasn't the- I think that this was Stan so that Stan was it. Peggy's boss at one point no 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 um sorry I call him creative director it's actually art director oh yes then he was the for sure director. the art director yeah um so Stan says to Peggy, just because you're a bra wearing consumer doesn't mean your opinion of Playtex should matter more. Hundred <laughs> percent should. It, it it should for sure. <laughs> like, that's the only reason why I've gotten any work here. Have you not noticed? Like, right. Like, have you like open your eyes? Um, look at my accounts. Look at my accounts. Also, like, she is also like literally a target consumer. Yeah, she's of your the demographic. They're selling. So yeah, like. Oh my god, that killed me. Um, I loved Stan. I thought he was such a good addition. I yeah, same. He really grew on me. Um, when he grew the who... when he grew the beard, did he grow on you? Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. As the facial hair grew, you grew to love him. Yes, yes, yes. They were that was a synonymous relationship. Um, I don't know who Peggy says this to. Maybe Sam or maybe Stan. That she says, someone dumped you? <laughs> I can only imagine that she said this to Stan. Like, I can't imagine who else. Either Stan or Dawn. I don't know, but... Um, it had to be one of the little minions in creative. I wish that or Ginsburg I or something. It wasn't Ginsburg. Um, yeah, Ginsburg, I think, only went on one date. Yeah, but this was, this was, this, and for her and Stan, do you have the, like, nudist... Like that's yes. one of those first couple episodes, right? So, so funny. Um, where she's like, oh, so you're new to this whole fine. Like, I guess we're gonna just like let's do how to, let's do it out your way, like, and be mm-hmm. naked. And he like, of course, couldn't focus. And she kept like looking at his boner. Like, that was one of my favorite bits. She kept being like, mm. he'd be like, I don't care. And she would like peek her head over her like typewriter and be like, mm, are you sure about that? <laughs> like I think that they did such a good job in that particular episode of making it so that Peggy was like air quotes, just one of the guys, mm-hmm. even though she never like was misogynistic or anything, she like adapted to their world. And then it was like yeah. her and Stan and whoever else came in. Right. Like I was very pessimistic about that, that mm-hmm. friendship becoming yeah. something. And like, I thought that it would end up being like, he would be someone like misogynist who sucked. Yeah, Stan was terrible at the beginning. And then they, like, really did a 180 on his character and made him, like, her lovable best friend. Yes. I wish we could have learned a little bit more about Stan um, because we know nothing at all. Um, Well, I loved when they, like, talked on the phone, but, like, then he accidentally told her about the Heinz. I know. I was like... He did some trade secret violations back in that. Oh, light, light, light violations. Light, light, light. Um... So, speaking of Stan, I do have one little quib between him and uh, and John on my list. 
but whenever Megan still works in the office and she's planning the surprise party Mm -hmm. and Stan's like big weekend plans because he's just gotten invited to the surprise party and Don's like it's Tuesday I don't know and it's like he simultaneously confuses to why Stan's talking to him and why he's asking about something that's five days away yes and Peggy and Megan's face and that scene of being like (laughs) what the actual fuck like are you about to split that was such a great moment in early early five Zooby, zooby, zooby. Uh, I'm never gonna get that song. <laughs> you know, right. So, one of the episodes ends with Sally calling Glenn, mm-hmm. and he says, "How's the city?" And Sally says, "Dirty." <laughs> and like, steam goes to black credits roll like that was the end of the fucking episode I laughed out loud I was like Sally Draper you're an icon like oh my god I went in with such high hopes because you know we're both pretty I think like Kiernan you can watch more of her stuff than mm-hmm. I can but like she's become whatever so when we started it and Sally's kind of like just annoying in season one but her character growth by the end I was like she's a fucking badass like when she tries to smoke I'm like go Sally like yes. let's go right yeah no she's great um experiences some trauma like let's not she's she's a well-rounded gal yes um so when megan leaves like decides to leave the firm Mm -hmm. um she tells peggy Mm -hmm. and like Peggy is like trying to talk her out of it right like they're in the bathroom it's after that big pitch that they yeah that Megan did that was wonderful yes Megan does the good pitch and um like totally crushes it and then freaks out and was like I don't want to do this I don't care at all about this and Peggy like drags her in to the bathroom and is like bitch like (laughs) I like you're very good at this and also like we need more women and you're like an asset to our team so like like buck up bitch like it's gonna be fine like get over yourself kind of Mm -hmm. and Megan was like no like you don't get it like I want to be an actress like I just don't care about the stuff the way you guys do like 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 I don't know why you even care this much like about what I do and Peggy goes stands back up looks at her and goes you're right I don't care what you do and just like storms out <laughs> I was like <gasps> oh and that's Peggy that's feminism in the 60s right she's like you know what you're right fuck you <laughs> I actually would have been okay if they would have kept Megan at the firm until yeah. like later in season six or season five and had her leave before they merged or something like or yeah. had her quit in the merger uh-huh. or something because yeah. I I didn't need to see her fake struggle to get on a soap opera in New York because I didn't care about her acting storyline so right. like whether she was doing well or not like that didn't matter as much to me and like obviously like it paid off in season six and going forward you know it, the season six finale is her still going to Los Angeles to pursue acting and Don isn't really quite sure where, you know, what he's doing yet. 
Um, so like, I still think that we could have gone the acting thing, but I agree. It would have been more fun to see Megan at the, like at the firm longer. Yeah. And like, cause I she agree. was good at it too. So that's right. like what I think was frustrating. Yeah. It's like what, we only get one good idea out of her. Like that's. And it's like, yeah, she's gonna like win a Cleo and like never come back. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and the last thing I have is, um, so when in season six when roger's mom dies in the in the premiere his secretary is hysterical like hysterically sobbing and um you know roger's like like get yourself together yeah and um because like the secretary is having to tell him that she died right like because she got the call and roger says so how did she die and the secretary says she had a stroke in the bathroom and roger says well i asked didn't i (laughs) (laughs) like shake his head so funny oh that's a good one roger see like roger's necessary for those moments but i don't know if i needed Um, so much additional roger just two additional roger things regarding don the secretary um loved don the secretary same she's amazing and another icon I'm like um, why don't people talk about her more like in the pop culture world like I've never heard of her before same justice Um, for dawn wn yeah wn um (laughs) but roger at one point refers to it's always darkest before the dawn um (laughs) and um later someone says I just talked to dawn and then he says black or white (laughs) Damn it, Roger. Damn it. I have one more quote and then I have a whole section of just, I have three quotes for me. My last quote is when Dawn calls Peggy looking for Megan when Megan like played both of them. It like told Peggy she was with Dawn and told Dawn she was with Peggy. But Peggy's response was like, maybe she went to a restaurant and missed you. Maybe she's on your way home. I don't know. Do you know where Abe is? And I was like, way to go, Peggy. Like, why are you supposed to fucking know where she is? Like, right, obviously, yeah. both of you realize she lied. But, right. like, she doesn't need to keep doing it. So I really liked that little phone interaction. Also, yeah. like, early Mad Men, we got a lot more of Peggy and Dawn together. And it got so sparse as their company grew, which makes sense, right? If he's the creative director and she's, like, a copywriter, they wouldn't have as much face-to-face interaction. But I was glad anytime we kind of got like a throwaway scene with Peggy and Dawn sparring or fighting or because they were never really nice to each other after season four. For sure. Um, Okay, so not funny, but loved is when Pete, so after the Jaguar pitch, Pete says to Dawn, the conversation doesn't end just because you leave the room. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe it took to season five before someone told Dawn that. Like, 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 do you really think that people like that your vote, like it just was a very needed sentiment. And I'm actually really glad that it came from Pete because I think Dawn like believed it. I think Mm -hmm. as much as he hates Pete, he like believes him. Right. Um, So then my mean Okay. When Michael and Don are on the elevator after Don fucks him over Ginsburg and doesn't do his pitch and just leaves it in the cab. Mm-hmm. And Michael says, I feel bad for you. And Don says, I don't think about you at all. Classic. It's like, <laughs> there's, there's the Don Draper. We all, yes. we all know. Um, Don yells to Peggy. I'm glad this is an environment where you feel free to fail. I was like, what God. the fuck, Don? 
God. And it was just because he was like hurting, like hurt people hurt, but he was a fucking dick. And then my last one is uh, the one that I've quoted to the most people when talking about Mad Men, which is an interaction between Betty and Henry Francis, where she says, it's nice to be put through the ringer and find out I'm just fat because she thought she had a tumor and then she didn't. And then Henry says, I don't see it. And she said, I know your mother's obese. (laughs) I like my jaw hit the floor and I was like, Betty Draper, you're so fucking mean. So fucking mean. And also like, he was trying to be nice. He is always just trying to be nice to you. Like, Jesus Christ. I am. Yeah. So that was. Which in those situations, I'm like, this explains why you married Don Draper. Someone who is not nice. I know. I am like, I. It's like the Betty that I read about at the beginning that like stayed with Don after finding out that he cheated, stayed with Don after finding like all that stuff. I wish we could have seen like later seasons, Peggy, Betty with Don more because she yeah. was like so viciously mean. And I wish she would have done some of that to Don. Yes. Like he never really got to be on the they, other end of like a biting comment. I think they could have like rescued their marriage if she would have just been meaner to him. Because then he would also be like, wait a second. Because that's the thing. I feel like Don felt like he could walk all over Betty. Yeah. And she was too afraid to ever confront him about anything because she thought her life was perfect and could just like wish her problems away, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's like such the, the... Also, it's like, do they have to go through it in order to be who they were? Maybe, yeah. And I think that's the crux of like being told like, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so pretty is like Betty really never thought she had any other value. No. Absolutely. So, and I think she really tried as much as it didn't read. I think that's why she like put back uh, Sally in boarding school and like, wasn't yeah. nice to her because she was like, the world's not nice. Like granted. Yeah. And also all, her mom sounded horrible. Yeah. And died young. So like, yeah. cause her mom was, cause like Betty was like 27 when the show started. 28 she was not very old Mm-mm. so she didn't really have like a caring loving mother and then she didn't really know how to be she one definitely. and and like managing a house while your husband I don't know was cheating on you <laughs> like, I don't know the whole thing so chaotic. um okay so now that we've made it through the funny bits what mm-hmm. is your heartbreak scene from seasons four through six well there are simply so many to choose from let me tell you <laughs> um it's a grab bag of emotions it is a great, truly a brutal couple of seasons for everybody, everyone involved. Everyone could have their own individual heartbreak moment. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, Even down the I body. did not bother to do that, but um, certainly could have. Um, but I decided what stuck with me the most is Lane's failed suicide attempt. Mm. Right? Like in the car. In the car. Like Lane. In the Jaguar to die in the Jaguar which would have been like symbolic and also like theoretically like this car you've always wanted so like maybe kind of like a nicer it's a nice car I'm not really sure but you know maybe whatever but then of course like the car not turning on Mm -hmm. um like so ironic first of all that this like fancy car um does not work also like that him and his wife like wanted to take a ride in that day um but you know not that suicide is ever funny but it was just sort of like 
he was trying so hard and you can mm-hmm. tell he was so desperate and like then has to like pop the hood of this car to try and fix it I know like you oh. know and and the thing is like and the whole time watching it I remember thinking as in, you know it's not the first time we've seen on tv a failed suicide attempt um and you know it is there is always that horror of like oh my god like this is what he's doing like this is what he thinks he has to do now and you know he's thinks he's out of options whatever um and so you're sort of just like holding your breath that like oh my god like what like when is it gonna happen like what what are you know what's that gonna happen next and then for it to like not work it's almost just like a relief you're like mm-hmm. oh god okay great like he can reassess like you know whatever like and when he goes to the office I remember thinking like I'm not sure and like sits down his little typewriter I wasn't sure if he was like going still going to, work, to yeah or right still trying to like end his life like I wasn't totally sure um I think the ominous way that they shot everyone coming back to work on Monday definitely I was like yeah no for sure like for sure like Lane's in there still but um but yeah it was just like like the failed attempt was just so brutal mm-hmm. and knowing that Lane felt like he had no other options and like Don's guilt of knowing that like it wasn't like Don firing him on like principle and not because Don has any like Don had to fire him because Bert found out not because Don found out right Don doesn't give a shit about anything let's be clear no also Uh, his name is Dick Whitman so like he doesn't really have like a leg to stand on not at all um so he would have also like he I don't know that was I agree I mean that's my heartbreak moment too was everything that happened with Lane oh really yeah I've really grown to like Lane a lot and like I love his relationship with Joan and yeah and you know the whole bit of it but um you know also I could tell we were at the end of the season and I was like I don't know how much how long standing this character like how much more he really has to contribute. Yeah. But mine was his death by suicide. And then the panic of everyone finding out, like looking over the offices and then like when Pete and Roger and Don were in the room and they were like, get him down. Like all of the kind of chaos that followed. Like I, I, that's the only time I cried in the show season one through seven was I might've teared up a little bit in the earlier seasons, but this was like full blown, like, Grey's Anatomy level tears I think because I had naively not realized how bad it had gotten like I was kind of confused about the embezzlement thing and really kind of just thought it would go away you know what I mean like everything kind of just I thought it would be a bigger deal and obviously this was a huge deal but I thought it was going to be like a whole plot like for the group like I think I had missed and on my like truly my fault like I had missed all of the red flags that he was struggling financially so then whenever the Christmas bonus thing happened and he took money from the firm I was like well you look at I just didn't I just didn't think it would be like a life ending I didn't know he was in a life ending situation like I didn't Mm. I hadn't picked up on any of the clues that I'm assuming were there I I would when he says to Don like 
Because I had loved his friendship with Don. (laughs) I didn't understand how he could be a partner and be broke. I I don't because no one else is. Also, I'm like, you're the finance guy. What do you mean you only gave these other guys raises in the new company you made? That made no fucking sense at all. I was like, this really, you're the finance guy. This is your fault. Like, not to be blaming, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't yell at Dawn because you haven't been paid enough for the past two years. Right. When you're like, Dawn's paying for his house in Connecticut and his kids there and an apartment here. And Pete's paying for a house. And I'm like, all these people are paying for multiple homes for their wives and ex-wives and kids and all of this shit. And And so it is like Lane, I think in, I think it was probably also maybe, I don't know, like a testament to like American greed versus like English greed, right? Like he didn't even think about giving himself money because he just thought there would be, like he just truly believed in the company. Whereas all the other guys were like, no, fuck that. I want a million dollar raise. Like Don is so greedy because he didn't have money. Yeah. I don't know. I, when he, like Joan's reaction to that, I was like, fuck, she lost her ally. Like Lane was truly her ally in the office. And like, yeah. they had this alliance and this friendship that I don't think anybody else understood. And mm. like, they could kind of gab with each other. And like, I loved the, and I guess this should have been it like a bit, but like whenever he had his secretary order flowers and sent, and the secretary accidentally sent his wife's flowers to Joan and Joan's flowers mm-hmm. to his wife in the card and they're, little misunderstanding and kind of laugh that they had like I don't know I just I didn't see his depression and I don't know if that's on the show or on me I didn't see it either so I it, it's like did I not pick up the like, signs or did like they just everything decide? he was struggling with with which is like on par with like the rest of these motherfuckers like I've got a mistress. I'd rather be with her than with my wife. Like I work all the time but like I also love like work hard play hard like all the stuff I don't know. It didn't seem like I have a bad dad. Like when his dad just hit him with the cane. Oh my God. That was insane. Right. It's like, they've all had like kind of troubled childhoods. They're all alcoholics and they're all like a little bit depressed. That's just like every single person on this show. Yeah. That's like the prototype to like how to write a character for Mad Men. Yes. I think in one of the early or in one of the seasons, Peggy says, am I the only person who knows how to drink and work anymore? I think she said this. So it's like, to like her creative team um and then my like runner-up was Don's downward spiral after Sally walks in on him and then that final scene where he takes the kids and says like this is the house I grew up in and him and Sally like have this kind of knowing look the actors have both talked about how much that scene meant to them it actually is pretty funny John Hammond like interviews after season six people would be like you know you and you know Sally had kind of a rough thing there at the end and I it almost got to the point where he was like do we have to keep talking about it because I bet it was awkward for Kieran like I bet it was awkward for everyone involved to actually film that like even though it wasn't like it's fake and everybody knows it's fake but like she's 14 yeah. like that is kind of right. traumatic to like do and then be asked about it by like old men in interviews like oh you finally like caught your dad in the act it's like mm, gross like I had she hadn't really been in any of those explicit since her masturbation um, in season four, when she, <laughs> right. that happened. And I think they just wanted to give her a therapist, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I really liked I, that needed to happen. Like Don needed to get caught. He was flying too close to the sun. Um, that episode was the most chaotic episode of television I've ever seen. It's like Sally walks in on Don. Don's trying to keep, uh, yes. everything happened episode. 
Pete's mom gets married and dies. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I just kept it, yelling. I it was I the just, most chaotic episode of TV. I think it was what, like, like six, six eight, eleven or 11. Oh my God. Cause I think I texted you. I think I said, what the fuck are you doing to four different characters, nine different times in that episode. But, um, yeah, so his, chaotic. his downward spiral was definitely my runner up just because I think he realized in that moment how much he loved his kids too. Yeah. Um, do you have any more sad moments you'd like to? I mean, I, I think we'll get to them in, in B plots. I got quite yeah. a few. Um, okay. So do you want to start with some best B plots or do you want to take a break first before it doesn't matter. We can edit that part out. I just didn't know if you wanted, if you needed a break. I mean, we can, we can take I don't a need break to. for the show's sake. Should I put in the thing? Okay. okay. Well, I'll take a break. And we're back. All right. So if you want to go first, what, let's start with B plots and you just want to bop. Yeah. Bop back and forth. Cause I probably wrote down way too many. <laughs> like always. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so season five, episode six, the episode where Roger takes LSD. Yes. Loved that episode. The whole episode was amazing. Um, so much going on. It's also the episode where Don and Roger are supposed to go upstate, but instead Don takes Megan upstate and they have that fight and Don drives away and then comes back to get her, but Megan's already gone. And then like six hours later, he calls Peggy and she's like, what? And, <laughs> um, then, um, cause it's like, they tell the same, they tell, it's like the same, like, 48 hours basically that they retell three times mm-hmm. Don gets one Don and Megan have one plot Peggy has one plot and then Roger gets another one Roger and um what was his wife's name Roger and Jane Jane had their own and it all kind of like coalesces in the office in the morning because Peggy's working on Heinz baked beans and <laughs> beans have to be cool, but like, we can't, they can't be cool, you know? Cause, cause they're already funny, cool. but they can't be funny like that. Right. I was like, man, oh. being a creative, I don't know how y'all do it. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. But Peggy is annoyed because Megan is on her team and was going to help, but like, you know, husband Don like calls them away and so then we follow Peggy and her like complete downward spiral with this um, pitch and it goes horribly and she tries to be Dawn and it doesn't work and the whole thing is like a nightmare and there's also something with Abe that episode um I can't remember whatever then we get the Dawn and Megan and then we get Roger doing LSD, which was amazing. Like amazing. Amazing. The the moment when he thinks he's doing LSD and no. He is doing LSD. He doesn't think it's doing anything. Yeah. And then he gets up to make himself a drink and he uncorks the whatever it is that he's drinking. And it's like the it's like a symphony. 
mm-hmm. or something that like comes out and he puts it back on and it stops he opens it up and it's like and it like closes it again like it was just like so perfect and um I have never done LSD but I listened to another Manman podcast that was episodic and I can't remember who it was so I apologize but the guys doing that show I guess one of them has done LSD and said he was like yeah like this is one of the most accurate portrayals of like what it's like to trip on on LSD um just in the like way it was shot and there's also like all of this symbolism like with Roger's story um uh-huh. that like we don't need to get into but like again there's plenty of episodes out there podcast episodes episodic, we'll, yeah episodic podcast that will go into it but um you know there's there's a lot unpack with his trip but mm-hmm. at the end of it we do get the best treat of all which was um Roger and Jay deciding they should get divorced and then waking <laughs> up the next day and him being like okay honey well like I'll like sleep on the couch until like we get you an apartment and she's like what and he's like yeah we agreed to get divorced <laughs> in German you told me in German and she's like I don't speak German he was like well it was something your father did and she was like oh it must be Yiddish I was like what the whole thing was so much. That was so a great much. episode. And every plot, yeah. I think, felt like a B plot because it was split so. Like, yeah, it was, it was, split it was split so split evenly. Pretty evenly. Yeah. Um, my first one that I have is from actually the first, the beginning of season four, which is just Dawn's terrible interview he does with the paper. Like, I loved that. I loved that he kept having to redo it. I loved that he yes. didn't tell them anything. So they were just making stuff up. Um, yeah. And how Bert Cooper was like, this is literally bad PR for our company. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, all press is good press. And Bert was like, no, like, you didn't tell them anything. They just, he was like, how did they know I was divorced? It was like, it was a, it was a public interest piece. So I loved that. I loved that he was bad at interviewing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then next on my list, I have anytime Dawn is in LA with Anna. Like I just fucking love LA Dawn when he gets to see yes. Anna Draper. Same. Not enough, but he does get to see her at least once before yeah. she dies. Yeah. And that episode was so sad. That might actually be in the running for me. Yeah. Whenever he has oh to gosh. leave and doesn't get to tell her, you know. Yeah. He does it for the they greater the good. And yeah. 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 Um, I loved the uh, not proposal (laughs) that happened to Peggy um, where Abe actually asks her to move in with him Mm -hmm. or actually he asks to move in with her. Actually, he's like, well, it would make more sense since you live uptown for us to move in (laughs) to your place. Um, But I just love that Joan was like, Peggy tells Joan about it. And Joan's like, because Peggy thinks that he's going to break up with her. And Mm -hmm. Like, Joan, like, puts her through the, like, you know, 20 questions of, you know, well, like, what time is it? Like, where are you guys going? Like, when did he call? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, if he's bothering to do all of this, he's not going to fucking break up with you. <laughs> like, he would just <laughs> ignore you <laughs> if he was trying to break up with you. Yeah. Um. So she was like, and so then Peggy's like, oh, should I go home and, like, freshen up? And Joan's like, literally, bitch, go buy yourself a new wardrobe. <laughs> and- <laughs> Meaning to tell you. She's like, yeah, go buy yourself a new wardrobe. Also, you can, like, leave, ne- run, don't walk. Like, you need to go get your hair done, get your nails up. So, um, 
And then when Peggy does show up at the restaurant, she looked so cute in her like little dress. I was yeah. like, oh, Peggy, there's no way this is happening for you right now, girl. But like, I love no. your hope. It's very cute. I think that was like, so maybe the end of Peggy being like adorable and innocent. Um, because after this. Well, I think it must have been really hard to live with an Abe if yes. you had any shred of optimism. Yeah, whenever she was like don't do anything stupid tonight and he's like i'm like after mlk was assassinated it when they like announce it at the the thing i don't know like that was a very yeah i, I can I imagine very show. shocking yeah um yeah. and whatever and he's like i'm about to run to harlem in a tux and it's right. like you you can't feel i i can't imagine you felt safe being with someone who prioritized their work over their health but not in a way that like the like in a corporate setting like in a right. true like you are like going actually to life or death right yeah and so I think with all that and him kind of was shedding a light on it and like being basically a socialist or con- like can't right isn't he basically a socialist or con- yeah yeah he's an, like that. he's an um and I might be wrong about this but I watched one of the little like after after the episode, whatever five minute thing that they have, um, oh, about they don't have that on AMC. It, I think it's it's like with the box set. Right? Oh, so jealous. Um, and they had the creator. Um, his last name's Weiner, right? Matt Weiner. Matt Weiner. Oh, they call him Weiner on one of the podcasts. Um, Weiner. And his son in real life is Glenn. So I don't think. Weiner is too far off of like a mean nickname, but no, it's Weiner. Yeah, Weiner. Um, he said after that after that MLK episode, he said that he's like, oh yeah, we looked and there was in a like back in whatever, and there might have actually been an ad award show that night. Oh, I bet. Like, I think that that was real. Which, like, I obviously they use real current events, but. Like, it's not like they would have known the they day, would do day like of an ad agency, Yeah, like... Right, right, right. So that, you know, they create sincere errors, but um, that kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, wow, like, shit. And, and um, the celebrity that they had was actually there. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was, like, part of it. Um, yeah, that hosted it? I can't remember I can't, who it was. No, and we never saw, because, like... It was, like, my, Bruce Springsteen or somebody, like... It but it was an actor. It couldn't have been Springsteen, but... No, it was it was the codfish ball. Whoever hosted the codfish codfish ball of uh, July nineteen sixty eight would be it. Are you sure the codfish ball was this episode? Mm, now that you're saying it, because this is the one where Sally. This is the one where Sally. It's not. It's the one where Sally sees. Sally's there. Yeah, and, that's the codfish ball. Yeah, but that's oh, not the one. That's not the MLK that. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Edit all she that sees <laughs> Roger giving no 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 she um Megan's mom gives Roger a blowjob like in a random room and Sally accidentally sees them and that's why she says um tells Glenn that the city's dirty yes 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 but that was not the MLK episode you're right no. but it was also the episode where um Peggy gets not proposed to so <laughs> Um, 
Hold on, I'm reading this their like Vanity Fair article. Oh yeah, she has like cute little pink dress and she got her hair done. Yeah, she said that was her favorite episode to film because she got to be with all the adults and get dressed up. We had to finish the ad awards. Oh, by the way, Mazel Tov, Megan, another success for what your emotional terrorist husband will undoubtedly resent and punish you for when she wins that award. <laughs> Who said that? This is the Vanity Fair, and the headline is... Oh, okay, a writer said this. Why Mad Men got the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination so very right and why the newsroom would have failed, like the newsroom, the TV show. But I was trying to read who... To, okay, wait, you're right. Advertising, two agencies, top Andy Awards, April 5th, 1968. Don't worry, I'm just talking about MLK though. Um, searching the in New York Times from 1968. Oh my god. Um, one of my favorite things from that episode was Jones trying to hug Don the secretary. (laughs) Um, in a way that I have never seen anyone look more uncomfortable. Like, talk about like leaving their body, like soul leaving their body. Like, (laughs) Don, it was as if. Dawn was the iceberg and Joan was the Titanic. Like just like came <laughs> in, guns blazing, but Paul also Newman. like so slowly. Who was it? Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Did you know Mr. Newman said that Martin Luther King is dead? What do you have to say? Uh, the actor who was painfully shocked, he returned to a seat on the dais with dais without saying a word. The program was halted for about 10 minutes as many people rushed to the phones. When the program resumed, the mood was more somber. This, this guy says more somber. Well, I guess that's something. I could just see the heads and hands and tears rippling the old fashioned as Jack Tinker and partners took to Andy for one minute Alka-Seltzer cartoon featuring a man talking to his stomach. I can't believe they kept I can't either. the thing. But yeah, Paul Newman does sound right because i remember yeah. thinking why did they pick paul newman i thought it was robert redford but okay yeah apparently it's real um okay what do you have next <laughs> back to the show um i'm just gonna throw these two in because they're very very small b plots um ken getting hired back at starling cooper yep. like at scdp loved it loved that it loved pissed it. pete off so much yes. um the second one that i texted my mom this tracks was paul being a harry krishna and trying to get yes. harry to join the cult <laughs> oh my god that was the most i was that like was it's a most. time this show set in the 60s deals with cults yes and it then my last one time. the last one just because we talked about it a lot was dawn's surprise party i mean from inviting the coworkers. So- to the next day people making fun of Megan for the dance it was like the best everything about it was amazing everything about it was a great especially because I think you and I texted about it or talked about it maybe yesterday but the season five premiere those first two episodes were so good of like Don and Megan getting married and they yada yada all that stuff and then the introduction of Sylvia and Arnold and and kind of seeing their new like married world mm-hmm. compared to the first two episodes of season six which are my least favorite episodes of the entire seven year series I think mm-hmm. with like them being in Hawaii and I was Hawaii. like am I on drugs like what's no, going right, on yeah. where is everybody how did we get to I Hawaii like I did yeah. not like that so I think that I have held on to the season five premiere because it was just a real I think they do finales way better than premieres. premieres but that one in particular season five was awesome and after having such an intense season four work reset, it was nice to give Don a work, like a personal life reset. Like his apartment was fucking dope. So cool. Oh my God. Oh, I looked it up. He tells somebody at one point 
at a dinner what his apartment, what he paid for his apartment. The answer was $75,000, which adjusted to today is half a mil. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Insane. I actually think that like today in today's market, it would be, it would be close to like, I mean, you look at Zillow all the time. I and- mean, I mean, the value of the apartment would be more. Oh Maybe, yeah. Cause I'm, I don't know, but like it actually like cash money, what he paid for it is like, he had half a million dollars basically. I mean, can you imagine in a, like, I mean, in, in the price two, of an apartment in New York that has, I mean, it's like, he has that back stairwell for like a cleaning crew to come in. Yeah. That's kitchen, quarters. Yeah. Like whatever. And then two bedrooms at least for the kids and then their master suite and then the patio like that apartment has yeah. got to be a couple million now I in today's it's times. probably half or a quarter of the floor yeah it's at least three bedrooms um two bath yeah I mean on the upper east side yeah with a doorman it would be very expensive gorgeous yeah. apartment I, I like was probably, fun- I don't know I loved, I loved the entire like art design and like concept and props of that apartment. The eight or 9 million, somewhere in that, somewhere, yeah. somewhere between like eight and 20. I have literally no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I kept being like, I want a sunken living room, like a conversation living room. Like, I think so it's cool. so cool. And I loved, um, I just loved the design of that apartment. I thought they did a really great job. Yeah. Did you? That patio is gorgeous. I'll share it on our Instagram, but how, I know you DM'd me back, but the DM of Dawn putting on the music that Megan's like, kids love music, but then it's folklore Betty. And it's like Dawn's pining for <laughs> Betty. I was laughing so hard. I'll put that it in the, so funny. I'll put it in our Instagram, but okay. Um, my next one that I have on my list is the one time that Peggy and Roger worked together. Um, and I have a little bit of their dialogue back and forth because they have one scene together um, in season seven, that's really great. But Peggy and Roger are barely ever in a scene together. Yeah. Um, but so it's when he's like, I need you to do, like, I need you to work on this pitch and like, I need it tonight. And he's like, okay, I'll give you $10. And she's like, no, like, I don't need $10. And then he says, she says, you're being very demanding for someone who has no other choice. Dazzle me. And Roger (laughs) says, fine. How much do you want? And Peggy says, how much you got? And he like counts his cash and says $400. And she says, give it to me. And he says, Jesus, this better be good. And Peggy goes, you want me to take your watch? And kind of (laughs) smirks. And I was like, man, I could have done, I could have had so many more interactions with them. Um, Cause that was such a great uh, little bit. And like Peggy got to be funny with him. Yes. And I loved the little smirk that they both did after the, you want me to take your watch? Yes. We've talked about it a lot was Joan ending her marriage. And he says, damn it, Joni, they need me. And she says, well, then it works out because we don't. And I was like, damn God. girl. Joan shoots to kill. And she I'm really scared. does. <laughs> I have another one. Do you want to just keep going? Are you still zelloing? No, but you can keep going if you want. Um, Okay, because we already talked about this one too, but just P- Pete and Lane's like a complete and utter dislike for each other ending in that fight where Roger says, I know cooler heads should prevail, but am I the only one who wants to see this when they actually <laughs> physically fight? Yes, yes. <laughs> it was like the oh buildup. I was like, finally, I don't know. It was great. Yes. Okay, I'll let you talk now some because um, no, I'm, I'm like um, mid-season five on my notes. Don <laughs> teaching Glenn how to drive. Also just like Glenn in general, 
Um, I've so, never understood how to think about him on the show. Every time he pops up, I'm like him again. But by the time we got to season six and he showed up at the boarding school, um, boarding school I was like, no, him and Sally really are friends. They really did have been through like a lot together. Of course, the episode where she got her period, that was amazing. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was like very, I feel like true to, like it, it wasn't as dramatized as I'm sure people thought it was. Mm-hmm. That she just like literally ran away from him. Just literally left. Yes. What are you supposed to do? Like you're, it's terrifying. Right. Truly, what are you supposed to do? Um, I agree. I thought that the boarding school, like having him come to the boarding school and like showing off and being like a cool girl, like mm-hmm. was the first time that I was like, okay, they actually are friends. Like this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they've kept Glenn around because I do want Sally to thrive in this environment. Yeah. And then him being like, I said, she was like my sister and like standing up for her. I was like, okay. And he's not trying to get with her. Like right. he went with yes. the other girl. Yes, that was, yeah. He went with the other girl. Yeah. That was very sweet um that whole thing yeah Glenn is a character that I every time he popped up I was like how yes like does Sally have any other friends (laughs) I know she does but like well speaking of three girls Sandy the violinist yeah um first of all so random second of all (laughs) um, (laughs) second of all it was so awkward how Betty loved her so much in a way that I was like you really wish that she was your daughter and that yeah. your daughter was not your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want both. You want to trade. And it's very <laughs> obvious. Um, so then there is like a whole scene where Betty suggests that Harry or Henry rape Sally. No, sorry. No, I cannot Betty suggests be Henry rape Sandy. What? Do you remember this? No. Yeah. This what happens. yes no they're in bed together and she's like well you know sandy's just in the other room like because he's like isn't oh. she so great and or he's like yeah or betty says something like oh my gosh she's so talented and henry's like oh yeah you know she's you know good for her whatever he doesn't really care that much and Betty just like takes it like 15 steps too far per usual she's like oh you like her huh well she's just down the hall like you can go get her like and you can like make love to her I'll hold her hands down like the whole thing you're like oh my god Betty get a grip like she just yeah the most someone said what was the point of the conversation between Betty and Betty and Henry in 601. I always found the scene disturbing and wondered what your take was. I cringed so hard I cannot believe the dialogue. Betty is insecure and a bit jealous about Henry and Sally's friend were so she purposefully says something. I don't I think she was just insane. Yeah, I think she was just like wanting to see how far she could take it before Henry was like, stop. Um, but then also read that I it, it's coming back to me a little bit. That isn't one of my worst um B plots. I hated when Betty like went to New York to like find Sandy and like hang out at that I like I didn't hate that I just thought it was so random why like why did we why did and then we, we never saw her so again never, never saw, her, saw her, again. her again there was also like no conclusion on Betty's half she doesn't tell Henry she mm-hmm. doesn't ever have a conversation then with Sally about it 
I literally have no idea why we wasted like literally 15 minutes of the story time on that. It felt like a lot. And I think it's because also like season six, the first two episodes weren't that good. And like my personal opinion, blah, blah, blah. But like, they were bad. It was like between me not knowing if Don was uh, actually talking to a military man or if that was all a dream and Betty helping out this random girl that I'd never heard of before. I was like, is this episode fake? Like, is this real? Yeah, I, it was bad. Okay, sorry. What do you have? What, what do you have next? Um, the, the other things I have are definitely in season six. Okay, same. Okay. Well, Peggy uh, stopping Abe was one oh of my, my favorite things ever happened on TV. Loved it so much. And the and fact that like, and then he dumps her in the fucking ambulance. She was like, is this happening right now? Um, and they live in that shithole because he wanted to, like, just everything about it was so funny. She had to stay there because she bought the house. Like, she bought the townhouse. Right. Oh, my God. I loved that. I Oh, so fun. Because I also was like, what's, they had gotten to a point where I was like, what's the, yeah, what's the we point we need? Yeah. Also, something that I did like or not like, or I don't know how I really felt about it, but it was definitely a feeling was her and Ted's kiss that happened before. So she like kissed Ted Chaw, yeah. and then two episodes later, Abe, you know, she stabbed Abe and then he dumped yeah. her. That was a great breakup. So good. Uh, we've already mentioned the codfish ball. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Um, I actually really liked Pete's affair with Beth. I think because that's his wife, like in real life. And I'm a basic bitch who loves Gilmore. Girl, so no, uh, Alexis Bledel. Oh. Like his little three episode mini arc with her was like very well acted. And like, I was kind of invested in what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, like they did that. a really good job of like planting the seed of like them being friends with the husband and then mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. And then I will also say, I did like that his affair with the blonde girl in his neighborhood blew up his marriage, but Trudy's response to it was so brilliant where she was like, I'm not filing for divorce because like, I'm not going to fucking ruin my life because you couldn't keep, like you couldn't keep it in your pants. But like, if you pull your dick out within a 50 mile radius, I'll cut it off. I was like, go Trudy Campbell. As usual. Again, could have done more of Trudy. Mm -hmm. Always. I don't know how, but like, I wish she could have fit in Betty's world a little bit, but that would have never worked. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think of like, or maybe she could have been friends with like one of raw. I don't know. I just wish she would have been in the show more. Same. Um, the merge between Sterling Cooper Cutler and Chaw, I like got excited as they were doing it, like planning mm-hmm. to go together. Like it kind of gave me the same feeling as when they were going to break away from Sterling Cooper um it was a really good I think you said earlier like really smart business decision and like a good storytelling like the show needed to like change again like yeah after Linda it like just kind of needed a refresh and this was yeah. a way that I did not see coming yeah I was surprised I did not see it coming at all also one thing I had mentioned to you a while back and I don't know if it was on an episode or not but how did you feel about Ted Chaw did you did your feelings did you ever have feeling like what are your feelings on him I kept being like I kept forgetting who he was <laughs> like I would see him on screen and be like who is that yeah um, the first three times I kept being like wait we know him and it's like oh yeah he was quoted in the times and then he pranked Don and I was like wait this is I agree with you I until they worked until so forgettable. Peggy went to work with him 
I kept forgetting yeah. that he had any relationship to the show. Yes, same, same, I same. Like, man, he looks familiar. And even when he went, even when Peggy went to work for him, it definitely took me until season six for me to fully remember who he was. Yeah. And like with context of like, oh, he's there, Don. Um, you know, whatever. Just like with the moral. Maybe it wasn't until I realized he was in love with Peggy. Maybe that's actually the moment when I started to care about him a little bit. Um, which actually we get some of that before they merge. Um mm-hmm. and like that random kiss happens before they merge for sure. But like, there's other things. I feel like they, it wasn't, it was a shock, not a surprise when that happened. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I just felt like they introduced him as this kind of like egotistical douchebag in like season two and three or whatever, when they come, when they meet at like the advertising award yes. ceremony at the first Cleo's that we go to. And he's like such a dick and like kind of slimy. And then it's like, once we are introduced to him as an actual character, he's like nice and like, yeah very sweet and like kind of like the opposite of dawn right like he's like the negative copy of dawn right he feels yeah it was probably but it was like it took me a while because i kept waiting for him to do something mean Mm -hmm. like i kept waiting for him to be the bad guy yeah and then he kept not because that's how we met him well he did have this like total underdog like angsty anger against John where it very much felt like a one-sided battle which like it wasn't like Don was obviously also intimidated by this like other creative director coming in however of course the way Don always plays everything is just like cool you know way too cool cool for anything and when when Ted says he'll help his his friend son get into the thing he's like we need to stop this war and Don was like what do you mean yeah I genuinely thought they were going to take it in the direction of Ted being like well like blah 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 and and Don being like man I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about yeah. like I've just been out here living um I, I really just gotta make that, sure my mistress's son doesn't get right to yeah and she's like wide-eyed like um I don't know what you know what I mean but no 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 I mean he he agreed he was like yeah okay no problem so whatever but um but then it took yeah. about one whole episode before Don starts being a brat because he sees Peggy and Ted's which like yes. Don is in the right but he's still Don fucking Draper right so like yes. he he is right in that like they're playing with fire and it's very yeah. obvious that they like each other like that For was sure. the most obvious flirting we've seen from a show and ever ever like when well, they were talking in the room and there were other people there I was like how is everyone not uncomfortable Right. Like, <laughs> and, like, I was giggling like, in front of his secretary. Oh my God. But Don was well, such a brat about it. Don was a huge brat about it, but also Ted walked right, like literally right into the palm of Don's hands with like blowing through that budget because it was Peggy's idea. Like yeah. truly, come on. Like, mm-hmm. why make it so easy for Don? <laughs> like, I think it just proved that Ted was a better person than Don. Like uh, Don was a bit better person, but he was less of a like mean stone. <laughs> right. Well, Ted had some sort of moral, right? Like Don would have basically told if it was him, he would have been like, Peggy, you're fucking the budget, but like we can still have sex. Whereas Ted's like schoolgirl trying to impress Peggy yeah, and like not saying no. Whereas Don, like literally the night of Megan's birthday like through a fit, like or of his birthday like through a fit and like he he never he withheld affection 
Yeah. He never really went over the top with affection. No, never. Never. <laughs> um, it's, speaking of withholding... Um... I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I know where you're going. The Don and Sylvia Hotel yep. Jail <laughs> was horrifying to watch. Like, every time we would cut back to it, I would just pray to God that this was the last time we were going to have to see this. And it never was. Um, when there was something so sad about her being, like, a mother of an 18-year-old, right? Like, when he did it with, like, his young bimbos or, like, the Suzannes yeah. of the world, it was like they didn't know better. But, like, she did. Like yeah. she knew better. Like she knew he and was being she was abusive. One hundred percent, still married. Oh right, and she had like consoled Megan when Megan had an abortion or had a miscarriage. Yes. Had a miscarriage, yeah. And like had been there and and the broken off the engagement, and so for her or broken off her and Don's sexual whatever. So, yeah. but like I could not handle how much he enjoyed controlling her, and then it was just over. Like it was so gross. She won an Emmy for that, so or she was nominated gross. for an Emmy for that episode. Oh, really? Yes, sorry. And John Slattery, who played Roger, directed yeah. it. So, like, oh. Oh. mazel to the cast on, like, a good critically acclaimed oh. episode. But, like, the Sylvia affair, I feel like I can, like, rank all of his mistresses. And Sylvia falls in that, like, I like Linda Cardellini. Like, I like that actress. Yeah, it's definitely too. not my least favorite. That goes to, like, there's... But, but it was, it, it just felt like, get it. it felt like he was fulfilling some sort of fantasy after getting Megan, right? Like it was like, he finally marries the young, he like right. gets to start over with like a new Betty mm-hmm. and like same age as when he married Betty and like whatever. And then he like goes for a Betty, like an actual, like his ex-wife's friend type, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he, right. yes. he like, like reverted back. back. Right. Yes. And so that was hard. And I was like, Arnold is your literal only friend. Truly. Like he came to the office to get a little camera. Mm-hmm. He's like called you it, at work. He's Don's like, only friend. Confided that in you. The office. Yes. He's Don's only friend, arguably ever. Yes. I don't like Roger yes, that much. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that one to me just felt very like uncomfortable but not in a in a way that I was like this is I'm not I don't even care about your marriage to Megan like it just was weird. it it just felt like and like I think that on top of then Sally like walking yeah. in and like then his actual downward spiral of like mm-hmm. the end of season six which was like a really rough season for Dawn um she was just the cattle I don't know and like her kind of moral superior I don't know the, like moral superior superiority that she had as his mistress mm-hmm. with like her cross necklace and the like we're not going to do this and like when they ended up at the meal and like Arnold had to leave and Megan wouldn't go because she had the miscarriage that day and Arnold had to go to work and then she was all like we can't eat a meal together and it's like no this is like a time when you actually could like right your husband knows you're together so like you're fully above board here right like out and in I- public <laughs> I will say that was like, I, my draw like dropped to the floor whenever he started talking like kind of sexual to her. Cause I didn't feel like the show had gone in that kind of vulgar way before that. I was like, Ooh, whenever he was like, you like the things you want me to do to you thing. I was like, at the restaurant. Yeah. I was like, okay. Just, like people can hear you. I was like, what is going? Well, I was just like, the show doesn't really do that. Like we yeah. see his affairs in like, sh- like flaming sheets and then like 
sprawled very far apart. You know what I mean? Like the show was not on like HBO. Right. Yeah, no, definitely not. But his conversations with Sylvia were the most HBO. <laughs> sure. True, true, true. Uh, what do you have next on your list? Um, the last, I just have one last thing. Um, oh, wow. I have a lot more. <laughs> is um, season six, episode eight, which is the second most chaotic episode behind <laughs> episode 11. Um, because this is the episode where Don cheats, like goes back to Sylvia. And so he's cheating again and relapsing on the cheat because they had decided not to do it anymore. Then Sally sees it. Also, no, it's Sally. 11. Are you sure it's not eight? I guess no, because you're questioning me. I, I don't know. Let me look. I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, I feel like I usually don't write the number down unless I. Yeah, you're probably right. No, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm wrong. Um, the crash Sally catches Dawn with his pants down season in Sunday's episode favors okay I guess that was two episodes I wonder what happens in season so now I'm wondering if I actually meant episode 8 or if I meant that episode which I guess was 11 Let's look at what happened in episode eight. Um, It's the episode where Frank Gleason dies. Ken gets in the car accident with the Chevy execs. I think this is when when Sylvia breaks it up and Don like keeps leaving the penny under the mat. Yeah, the he yeah this ashes um although this is the episode where the black woman robs them that episode was insane and yeah and then yeah I think okay I got them mixed up in the descriptions but I do think I did mean episode eight right is this when they do speed yes the doctor and Ken, shows up? okay and Ken, like tap dances yes. I think that that's all okay. in that episode and yeah, and Bob, or not Bob, um, Ken tap dances, and it's Harry Hamlin's character, Jim Cutler, brings in the the doctor to give them, like, a the doctor, vitamin shot or something. That's a real doctor. Yeah, like, that was a real doctor in the 60s that, like, was making their rounds, even though it's weird. Wouldn't they have mentioned this? Oh, yes. Okay, no, here it is. That makes sense because Sally also. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sally didn't. Sally also has a. Sally was the babysitter. She has like a storyline that episode because she's the she's like I can't believe your dad didn't tell me anything about you and that's when Sally starts to realize she knows nothing about her dad too. Right. But he started having like so his kind of downward spiral arguably started when Sylvia called off their relationship and then when Sally walked in on him that's when he just went into like a black hole of like not going to work drinking all the time Megan being like will you shower right (laughs) um not great um but yes okay this season six episode eight the crash where the whole office is on um speed Mm -hmm. (laughs) is 
so chaotic and like it also just like the way they shot it and like how Don is constantly sweating like also is panicky and like everyone running around the office and um just the woman coming in and stealing from the kids and Megan feeling panicked because she has to leave the kids now and like just the fact the kids are there this weekend where Don's like working literally at the office the entire time and he flashes back to his past and at one point he's in the office flashes back to the past we get his like whatever bit from from when he was sick and there was soup and whatever and then it flashes back back to the office you assume it's like he's just had a thought about this or whatever but then everyone's in funeral clothes and you're like oh my god it's the next day like where has Don's brain been for like the past 12 hours or whatever mm-hmm. um it's a lot and um I, I am also very stressed out by the intruder that's in their house just like everything about it although um Oh yeah, also Stan kisses Peggy. Like, literally, like <laughs> I mean, what doesn't happen in this episode? But um uh Yeah, it feels like to me that the show always so they like got a season six and seven pickup at season five. So they knew seven was gonna be their final season. And it mm-hmm. seemed like around the middle of season six, they were like, wait, but we have so many things we want to do. Yeah, let's just do them all. Let's just do them all at like, once. Okay, so we're going to put them on drugs, but we do want there to be like a will they, won't they with Stan and Peggy. So let's just throw them kissing in this episode. And then <laughs> yes. we need Megan to start really not liking Dawn. So let's just also put it in, in this episode. And Sally needs to already not trust going to Dawn's house mm-hmm. so that when she's there the next time, she's already on edge. It was like, mm-hmm. all of it makes sense, but it just felt like for the first two seasons, like literally nothing happening. <laughs> it's yeah, like, really it nothing. really picks up. Yeah, I know. Truly. It's like super speed. Um, the only, the best thing about this episode though, is Ken's tap dance and monologue that he does. It's one of the most like pure talent moments I've seen on this show. Like truly, I was so impressed. And he's holding a cane, just the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, his but, mom, yeah. Um, yeah, he does like a whole little monologue about how exhausted he is by the Chevy guys, which are like, oh, just wait, buddy. You're about to get but, shot. <laughs> and don't worry, that. you'll live and you'll still be expected to work there. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, but that is all I have for B plot. So whatever you've got left, let's just take it away. Let me just keep uh going then. Everything that happened with Pete's mother, uh <laughs> Bob helping out the beginning of Bob and Pete's little friendship, Bob kind of coming out of nowhere. Cause yeah. I was like, who is this guy? And so when they also were like, Who is this guy? That was nice. Yes. Um and then, yeah, the whole Pete's mom was amazing and like dying, and that whole thing was very funny. Yeah. Um, the rekindling of Don and Betty, not the physical hookup or the affair, but the fact that Bobby has one happy memory of his parents, like that he got one memory is like enough for me. Yeah. Um, I did like that they really like engaged him with the little camp games. That was cute. It was cute. It was fun. I didn't care that they had sex. Like that was the least of my problem. That was the least of their problems. It was very predictable. Yeah, it was weird to me because it seemed like Betty just wanted to win once she lost all that weight. Yes. And it was like, that that's what it felt like. And Dawn, I will say they're a little in exchange where she said, like, her conversation to him about um, 
how, what did she said? Something to the extent of like, you only like the beginning of things or like, it's, it's so hard to lose your interest. I think Faye said you only like the beginning of things to Dawn, but I think she said the, the Megan doesn't realize that the worst thing you can do is like show that she cares about you. Yeah. She says she gives some sort of like veiled criticism slash like pity for Megan Mm -hmm. that was like, kind of felt, you know, you felt for for both of them in that moment um joan's business with jaguar not the actual prostitution but the fact that she actually then got to be a partner at the firm yes i enjoyed that um i did like the whole b plot of don trying to keep sylvia's son from being drafted i know we've talked about that episode a lot but it gave him like actual something to actually do outside of work for the first time all season and like he doesn't care for his own kids so right the nurse marrying the mom and then dying and the Pete's mom, Pete's brother and him not caring like at all. I mean, so funny. And then being like, well, we can't bring her back. So we, it's just going to be really expensive. So let's just not doing anything. (laughs) And then Dawn fully telling the truth at the Hershey's pitch and like just blowing it to pieces. Yes. Um, so my worst slash meanest B plots. I hated Dawn's weird dream affair. I hated it so much. That was very confusing. Also, I had COVID while I watched it and he had that like very, uh, it was like a COVID dream. Like he was like coughing and I was like, this is not fun. Um, (laughs) The meanest thing in the entire show, I would say one to seven seasons. And I have a feeling you'll have something to say about this. Betty firing Carla. What the fuck? Did that happen in three? It happened in four when they were moving. Oh, yeah yeah that was insane it was so fucking mean and the kids didn't get to say goodbye and she didn't get to say goodbye to the kids it it is one of the meanest things Betty. it's the meanest thing this yeah um I have mixed feelings about Betty's weight gain on the one hand I like understand that January Jones is pregnant and they weren't going to make Betty be pregnant and so they wanted to do like a Weight Watchers Jenny Craig type storyline on the other hand I think they took it a little too far they definitely did um and then and then know, also just, having her dye her hair brown why I don't and then it went away in like the next and episode then it, was, it, then it just went away right I was like what yeah and her her weight loss journey slash Betty's Betty's personal transformation in in this block of episodes to me just felt so half-baked like yeah. give me more give me less you know what I mean like it was just so bizarre like I don't know you just get like random sprinkles of it here and there and like her going to Weight Watchers but like still being overweight and being frustrated and then all of a sudden one day she was thin again thin and blonde again mm-hmm. no I I fully agree I, I, I just don't understand like why bother take us down this path if you're just gonna like boop all right everything's back to normal Betty's hot again why it, yeah it just it felt like they were just trying to work their way out of January Jones's pregnancy, but I almost feel like it would have been more, it could have, I don't know. I thought they would have done like just another kid with Henry. I mean, sure. Or like, I did like, journey, but like explain how she gets out of it. Like what yeah. she just up one day thin, like that was like the whole thing was like, she maybe was sick or like, maybe they find something. Maybe she actually does have some kind of illness that she then gets cured. I would have rather that. Yeah. 
I did like that it made her and Sally like I don't know I just think of the Thanksgiving when like Betty won't eat anything (laughs) yes she has like one bite of everything yeah um and then I hated Jim Cutler so much it could be that I've watched enough Beverly Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that like I just see him as Harry Hamlin and I can't see him as an actor um even though I know he is an actor like it's not his fault that Lisa Renner like I associate only with being on a Real Housewives but I I just found him to be so irritating and slimy and like not a good addition he like wasn't bad enough or good enough yeah no I definitely didn't like him I also hate Duck I don't know if this is like a controversial opinion or not but I fucking hate him and I hate that he continues to be on the fucking payroll for this show like please leave Duck has yeah Duck has like one redeeming storyline I'll say in the show and I like him better than the another person that they bring in in season seven like duck compared to or maybe because Lou's not in season six but I don't know it's like they kept bringing in these like old white men who just like scream yeah. and I'm like it's, yeah I know it's I know it's like an old business but um so just a few relationship things I loved we already said Joan and Lane's friendship I liked uh the Don and Megan in season five like I was okay with them having yeah. one happy season. That was nice. I did like Megan and Peggy's interactions. I don't really know if it can, can constitute a full friendship, but I did like. I mean, apparently they worked together for like six months. And I she liked all of their little inter. I did like their interactions, and I liked that that Peggy saw herself as like Megan's Dawn, even though that wasn't true. But she was like, "It's so fun. I'm getting to like do it all over again with you." Like, yeah. and then you know, it, yeah, then, it was nice that she viewed them as friends, not as competition which yeah is what, and always ended up happening with Joan uh-huh and then everything about Bob and Pete I don't know what that relationship is I don't either it was fucking amazing um did you have any relationships that you wanted to do or do you just want to go straight into stats no, no I, I didn't write me down in particular okay so highlight stats so if you want to go first um yeah so my favorite character is is Peggy still um my favorite relationship is honestly probably Sally and Dawn um it got a lot more love this in season six which was great um Mm -hmm. obviously Karen is such an amazing actress that love giving her more screen time yeah same um my favorite season of these these three I want to say was five because you know, the new agency is really exciting. And um, like you said, Don and Megan are happy, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite episode is season four, episode seven, which is the suitcase episode. All right. My favorite character is Peggy still. Uh, my favorite relationship is Peggy, Stan, and Michael's little creative oh, yeah. trio. Uh, my favorite season, I think... I like Dawn's story more in five, but overall I like six. Like I think everyone else's story. I don't know. Definitely those two. But my favorite episode was season four, episode seven, The Suitcase. But after we've talked about it enough, I guess also six, season six, episode 11. <laughs> I mean, I've referenced it the most. So maybe that is my my favorite episode. Um, okay. So f- moment of moment we've all been waiting for what is your single best scene from seasons four through six of mad men actually let me see if i can play it <laughs> okay it's nine seconds this is the shortest single best scene ever 
I think it is the shortest single best scene ever. It is from episode six. Of season six. Hold that. How are you? Not great, Bob. (laughs) 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 And Pete just like, his anger is always funny to me, like every time. Just the two of them trapped in this elevator is funny. And Bob always being like a little too cheerful, so funny. We didn't even talk about how Pete discovers that Bob is Don Draper round two for him. I um, know. And someone gay. Who, so, right. Someone who isn't who he says he is and gay, right? And, and likes Pete. And like speed, dude, that scene was it, I was screaming on my couch. I think in 611. Oh my god. <laughs> doesn't happen in that episode. Um I'm not but, but I'm pretty sure I was yelling, what the fuck is happening? I know. Pete deciding to just like throw his hands up and be like, fuck you guys. I don't give a shit was very unexpected, but very funny. Um but anyway, that scene is the um infamous not great Bob from when Pete has just found out that his mom has married Manolo, the (laughs) nurse that he hires at Bob's recommendation. And the two of them have to fly to Detroit because they're both working on Chevy. And so they're running late for their plane and, you know, he runs to catch the elevator and and that's when that happens. So it's just very funny. And their whole relationship is, is one of my favorites that came out of season six. It's, I think that that so that's season six episode 12 so that's right after that's the same episode that can get shot in the face in like the opening credits but I think that that's the season six 11 12 and 13 are like the strongest block of episodes and Pete and Bob's storyline has a lot to do with that Mm -hmm. so fucking funny and I've heard not great Bob for years I had no clue it came from Mad Men really Yes, not a clue. I'm not sure if I've ever, I don't know. Um, so mine goes in a little bit of the opposite direction. My single best scene is from season five, episode 11, which is Peggy quits Sterling Cooper Draper Price. And um, it's where she tells Dawn that she's leaving. And it's such an interesting scene because in it, you see Dawn kind of go through the five stages of grief where he like doesn't believe her, then he's mad. And then he like, he like bargains with her and then he's like sad. And so you see all of those things go through her and just the way that Elizabeth Moss plays Peggy in that scene where it's like, there's no, she doesn't waver on her decision. Mm -hmm. She doesn't apologize. She doesn't um, agree with him when he's being kind of a brat Mm -hmm. and saying like, I gave you everything you ever, like, I am the reason that you're getting all of this stuff. Um, it's just like a beautifully acted scene. And I'm constantly reminded when I watch some of these Peggy scenes, like why Elizabeth Moss is the most like current, like name recognition from the cast. Um, like obviously John Hamm will always be Don Draper, but I feel like for Elizabeth Moss, like she'll be known to different people as like her handmaid's tick. Like right. she really is like an actress who just completely embodies the role. And this is one of the, the scenes that, really like kind of puts her acting chops out there Mm -hmm. 
I also think it's really interesting because she doesn't know, but the audience does that like Dawn has had a terrible episode because of Joan's agreement with Jaguar and doing all that stuff. And so he thinks that Peggy's quitting because he won't put her on Jaguar, which in his mind, I think he's protecting her from Jaguar and like kind of trying to like, I'll give you more work, but like, you can't get on this account. Mm -hmm. But at that point he hasn't realized that like, this is five years into him using Peggy and she doesn't really care anymore. Like, it's not about the money. It's not about the work. It's like, I want to go someplace where I'm respected and my voice is heard. And then, I mean, comically they end up merging and she has to go back, but straight back but she she does get a new Don Draper in the agreement right. and and whatnot but definitely Peggy quitting in season five is my single best scene from this chunk of episodes um all right well we've made it to the very end in terms oh. of news the only thing is is that we will be covering the final season season seven of Mad Men next week. So we hope you all tune in for that one. Um, so what is your recommendation for, for this week's episode? Um, this is not a re- recommendation, but it is a plug. My dog does have an Instagram account. And <laughs> so if you're not following it, um, feel free. She's very cute. Um, it's she is very cute. Pickles. Yeah, Pickles the City Pup, P-U-P. And um, yeah, she does around lives in new york rides a bike you know all the things um, and that's She's a very fashionable little pup mm-hmm. and follow her hard. follow her while she's still small guys true yep she's, she's gonna get gonna big get thing. Yeah. um my recommendation is uh, a coffee subscription wandering bear coffee i get their cold brew like taps kind of like the wine and it's so good it's worth mm-hmm. it i think it's like 24 dollars for 16 glasses which like is not a bad deal for cold brew but um it's delicious I love it so much I made a coffee lemonade thing this week that sounds disgusting and was really good so I saw that on TikTok yeah I uh 10 out of 10 would recommend wandering bear coffee very cool all right guys well thanks so much for tuning in to another episode we'll see y'all next time (laughs) all right bye bye